0: right, good morning everybody and welcome in It's a Wednesday, Miller and Condon Already off on the wrong foot No Vladimir Guerrero, home run call Trent Condon Already giving it to me, huh? A throw to to cut down Otani At the plate from Buxton But the first home run of the soon to be Or one day all of famers Doesn't make the cut Very disappointing It was a
1: bomb to center I, I don't know how well the Blue Jays play in this market
0: no, they don't play it. Yeah, you yeah. did the right thing, Buxton. By the way, that's a hell of a throw.
1: Ninety-eight miles an hour. Is that what it was? Off his back foot. I mean, he it kind of short hopped him. Yeah, and he still got ninety-eight behind it. Garber got hurt on the play. Correct, the catcher high ankle sprain. He's been oh. bashing. He had a homer again He's last good night. Good player, Trent. They have the best. Trio of catchers in but baseball. But I like
0: him of the of the trio. He's yes. he would be my, my numero uno. He
1: was always a guy that could swing it. Uh huh. But was bad behind the plate. They worked with him a lot in the offseason. He was a pitch framer that they worked on that, and he went from being certainly bad in that category to now just slightly above below average. So he's he got there. High ankle sprain; those mm. can linger for a while be a lot of Asadio back there and Jason Castro.
0: Let's hope that's a yeah, three, four-week like, injury. Right, but it's not like they're up against it. Right. As you said, they've they do got have some depth. guys there. Yeah. They've got some. It's, it's a nice luxury to have. All right, well, we are underway on a uh, Wednesday here. Uh, lots of ground to cover. Of course, it's Wednesday. We're going to talk to David Kaplan. He's our buddy from Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes that possible. He'll slide in, in here at about 1040 or so. Prior to that, uh, Matt Rudy's been our go-to guy on golf. The PGA starts tomorrow. I'm excited about it. I am. I'm like, looking forward to this event. Uh, I know you brought it up yesterday. I think you're stunned with words in your mouth a little skeptical where this fits in the yeah, calendar. It's a busy time. It is a busy time. I think it's better than a busier time in August, but we'll see you know how this is uh received here coming up. so we'll talk to Matt Rudy about uh, ten twenty five or thereabouts, David Kaplan at ten forty uh eleven o'clock we're going to talk to Josh Martin, one of our n b a guys We'll do the you know the draft lottery last night, which got to tell you was fascinating- mm-hmm. it was really good, yes, it was.
1: As I mentioned yesterday, it's one of my favorite non-sports events Mm -hmm. on the sports calendar. There's just something about the ping-pong balls and how they bounce, and now the change in odds, and the top three teams all have the same odds, what can happen, where teams can fall, Lakers catching a break. It was unbelievable last
0: night, Trent. It really was good theater. Yes, it was. Glad I watched it. Uh, Rachel Nichols and the crew did a nice job, uh, covering the event last night on ESPN. So we'll do a little bit on that because it was, um, like I say, it was really good, uh, very entertaining. All right. So at 1130 or so, we've got a couple of former Hawks, Tavian Banks, Tim Dwight are going to be in here, Mm -hmm. along with the, uh, Roosevelt head football coach, Coach Moore, making an appearance in studio as well. They've got their is this the third annual
1: football camp? I believe so. I They were out in Waukee a couple of years ago. Last year they were over at Valley mm-hmm. High School, and this year they're going to be at Roosevelt and uh, putting on their football camp. July, right? Yeah, yeah. it'll be July 19th is the date for that one. Got a youngster interested in football and want to learn from not just a couple of greats in Tim and Tavian, but both those guys also bringing a bunch of former Hawkeyes that are there, high school coaches from around the area and across the state, so Really well event. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people that had their their young uh, sons go out there and go to the camp and really impressed the way that it's put on. So and so, good numbers attending. Yeah, they
0: they were what over a hundred last year somewhere yeah, in there right That's in that good. range.
1: So maybe we can push them over that mark this season. A couple of really fun guys, really interesting conversations. Always we'll talk football. We'll talk memories mm-hmm. of the Hawkeye days of a mm-hmm. past back in the nineties. But Tim now working in the solar industry in maybe, Iowa. Across the, I mean, across the world. Oh, nice. I mean, he's traveling all the time. I've talked to Tim a couple of different times throughout the year, and, oh, he's in Costa Rica. Or he's <laughs> he's over in San Francisco, and then he's got to catch a flight, and he's going to Europe. I just mm. quite, the, uh, quite the life that he has led after his NFL career.
0: My favorite Tim Dwight memory? I've told this story before. I, mean, me, I, I don't know if I, recently, it's been a while, but... Um, Friday of Super Bowl week in 1999, Super Bowl 33, mm-hmm. Atlanta getting set to take on Denver. He called into the jock. I was working with Dyer at the time doing mornings in the probably 7.30 or so, and actually stuck around for an extra segment to take calls from listeners. Wow. The Friday, 48 hours, a little bit more, um, before he would play in the Super Bowl and was as gracious with his time as you... I mean, two days from now, he's playing the biggest game of his life, and here he is on the jock... Taking calls from Hawkeye fans, football fans, I thought that was really a class act out of him to do that.
1: He, and he has the gift of gab, so that, that's, yes, not for be, sure. that's not a problem at all for him. Yeah, we got a, about a half hour with him, 25 Good. minutes or so. Yeah, maybe it won't be enough time, but it really fun to talk with those guys and go down memory lane and mm-hmm. talk about the football camp and everything else. So looking forward to that. Couple of hot guys in here. A Little football conversation no question. in the middle of May. You
0: know, can I go back down memory lane for just a second? Yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of time because I want to get into the Cubs. Yesterday was good, mm-hmm. but speaking of memory lane, today is a pretty significant day in my life. In my the history of me, thirty years ago today, I got up at. I don't know what time I got up. I know I got on an airplane at 5.50 in the morning out of Winnipeg through Minneapolis and landed in Des Moines for the first time in my life. I set foot in the state of Iowa. I auditioned at Prairie Meadows 30 years ago today for the race caller. So take me back. Was racing happening yes, yet? Yes. It had started, at, I think March the 1st was, okay. it was It was a snowy day. I've seen the pictures. I, I wasn't here, but um The job came open and I got a call on Sunday as I was headed out to the track in Winnipeg just before I walked out the door. Um, of course, there's no cell phones at this point. Right. So I just, I just, I was closing the door and the phone rang to pick it up. It was, it was the general manager of Prairie Meadows and asked me, um, you know, introduced himself. Said the reason he's calling and asked if I could get on a plane tomorrow and come and audition, uh, to be the, the race caller at Prairie Meadows on, on Monday. So we didn't race on Monday in Winnipeg. It was, it was, it was a Monday. 30 years ago today was a Monday. Um, so I got the call on Sunday, got on a plane on, on Monday morning, flew into here and called the races that night. Okay. And, um, before I got back on the airplane tomorrow, I was offered the, the gig of what would change my life. in a significant way so did you 30 years did you apply for the job
1: no, no. Or they were just they were looking so they yeah. were finding what Whole circuit broadcasts
0: of different races? Yeah, I guess. There's no
1: YouTube you could
0: just go no, on. No, and... there was no computers at the right. time, right? Yeah, I yeah. hadn't gone around to that yet, Mr. Gore. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know how they found me, Trent. That's a good question. But they did, and I'm, I'm certainly grateful for it. Look, I didn't think I was going to be in Iowa any late at the time. This was a stepping stone. I was off to call the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yes. That's yeah. why I'm leaving Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good enough. I'm going to call the Derby. Still believe I could have, yeah. But really, fell in love with the state that I now reside in. But uh, thirty years, dude, thirty years. There's a lot of people listening to us that aren't been alive for thirty years. Absolutely, I was nine. You were nine. I was nine. Yeah, Finish I'll never fourth forget. Grade. The the what you know what put me over the top. A, I wanted to get in the states clearly, but there was a pop machine in the in the on, the on the media in the media center. Yeah. But in the pop machine on the two very end of it, it was I don't know what it was, but you know pop but Miller Lite oh. and Miller Genuine Draft. MGD. And GD. And there was no charge, right? You just push the, just push the little button and get as many as you want. I thought, oh, my God. this <laughs> If there was any doubt to where I'm going to come, this is going to be it for me as I kept pressing <laughs> the button and uh, stayed after the races, had a couple of beers, but, um, yeah, 30 years ago. Anyways, as I go back down memory lane well, that's and go, great. get back on a plane and go resign from my spot and... Start making arrangements. Well, we're glad to have you here. You're an Iowan. I'm, I mean, look at at two weeks from now, the 25th is when I I immigrated. Yeah. I mean, I literally did, right? Packed my car and my papers in order and crossed the border. And here you are, yeah, thirty years. I'm pretty proud that I made it thirty years in this country without having to go home with something between my legs.
1: That was always your goal, though, was to to come to the
0: states. Oh, I love the states. Yeah, I love the states. I mean, and you know what? I love the I love the beer. Honestly, um, the better sports. than the Molson. Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about it. Just something about this country, right? Yeah. And what I've and I've tell people all the time now. The biggest to me, the biggest thing that separates it is college sports. Ah. It's the passion. Cause I had no idea. I mean, college, it's family and friends you play in front of up there. You really do. Right? Unless it's yeah. hockey. And, um, then the really college hockey up there wasn't a thing when I was a kid. There was no high school hockey when I was a kid. There is now. Really? No, it was all club hockey. But, um, wanted to get to this. I wanted to go to Churchill Downs. I wanted yeah. to call the biggest races in the world. And this was a stepping stone. Um, so anyways, but thank you for, um, letting me, you opened up the memory lane thing and you, you gave me a little narrow opening. So in it, I stepped 30 years ago tonight, Prairie Meadows, uh, calling the, uh, for my audition.
1: <laughs> I guess it went well. Do you get the tape? No, I don't. No. Uh-uh. I'd like to hear that. One. I would too, actually. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard some of your calls. Of course, your most famous call. Yeah. Who farted? Who
0: farted? Hoof hard Ed. I was good at it. Yeah, I was. It was. Yeah, I was good at. It. Anyways, you still got the inkling. No, 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 no. no. I don't think so. You they, got the phone call. We need you. Oh, no, I would do a day. A day. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would come. I don't think I would. No, I not full time. Too many changes in my life. Yeah, I miss too many sports. I enjoy doing this too much. Right. You know, it's fun. I mean, I still like the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, on a Saturday, if I've got nothing going on, I'll download a program or a racing form and turn on TVG and fire on my ExpressBet account because it's perfectly legal to do that. But uh, no... No, no, don't think so. Too many others. Big, mean, I worked every week and there's a lot of people that work weekends, right? right? But it's, it's hard to work Friday and Saturday night. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Give up those, uh, give up a lot of those. But anyways, I got to put food on the table and, um, glad to, uh, got that opportunity. And, and here we are today. Anyways, let's get into. I don't know what was the biggest story. Bigger, I think the draft lottery was the biggest story in sports so. last night. What yeah. was? And I was entertained by it. I really yeah. was. Um Zion is going to New Orleans. Did you see Adam Schefter's tweet right? Because he kind of moonlighted in the NBA. He's done a little sideline. Yes. Work. Yeah. And his tweet right afterwards, you know, and I'm paraphrasing something along. If they wanted, New Orleans could keep RJ and Zion together. Anthony Davis for the third overall pick. Ah. I mean, how would that play in New Orleans? I mean, it would have to give up more than that. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis has, what, two years, I think, left on his contract? That sounds right, yeah. I think it's two years left on his deal. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans. but um, And I don't think our, Zion necessarily wants to be in New Orleans either
1: didn't look like it uh, according to at least the camera cut that we saw
0: yeah he... and
1: there's more rumblings about that too
0: i've seen a lot of the eli manning stuff comparisons today why is that i don't know trent why i is it the allure of new york i mean new york's a disaster right it is as if dallas dolan's putting a for sale sign up on this on on his franchise and that ain't happening. i don't think it is either i mean this guy can't get out of his own way now he's not alone in the world of sports ownership mm-hmm. but you know, why wouldn't you want to play in New Orleans? I mean, I guess it's the Big Apple, but New Orleans
1: is a pretty cool place. It's a great place. A wonderful place. And I guess small market, I guess, would yeah, be. maybe. But look around the league. Look at the commercials that we watch playing during the NBA playoffs. And you're seeing Giannis out there. He's a great man.
0: Hawking product. hmm In Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be fine yeah. That's in New good. Orleans. That's a good point. He's got he's got a national spot now. Yeah. I don't know what it's for, but I've seen it.
1: And it'll keep and it'll keep building. And you don't have to be in New York, Chicago, L. A. In order to be relevant in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City has become a relevant mm-hmm. market. OKC. Hmm. It doesn't matter. You can be a global icon. LeBron James did it in Cleveland. You can do it certainly in New Orleans. So that that line of thinking, and I've heard more and more of that. Going through last night and this morning, and I just I struggle I struggle to wrap my mind around why New Orleans is such a turnoff to
0: him. I'm with you. I, I don't get it either. But um, look, we, we remains to be seen, right? Is he going to push the envelope? Is he, he going to try and convince them? If you draft me, you're wasting a draft pick because I'm going to Europe. I guess he could. He could. You go back Nothing to Duke. stopping him. At this point, you can't go back. I don't know to if do... he's
1: been taking classes though. The last couple That's of months, probably
0: true. I'm going to guess not. I'm guessing it, and I'm guessing he's not alone in right. that respect too. But it was good television. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really well done. You know, you mentioned something just before the we went on the air. You, you, I think you're. Can you imagine if the NFL did something yes. similar to this, Trent? um, I haven't seen television numbers from last night on how many people watched this event. It was leading into a Game 1 of the Western Conference Final, which was atrocious. Yeah. Um, You know, is, is that series over? I don't think that's a, an unfair question. One-nothing. It certainly feels like they're overmatched, the Trailblazers are. But to your question that you posed, Trent, how many people would tune in to watch that if it's not a foregone conclusion that, you know, when the season ends, basically after week 17, somebody knows that they're getting the first overall pick come April. They know that. We knew this year it was the Arizona Cardinals. Right. And we, we, we always know who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if, I don't know, February or somewhere along those lines before the combine, they have a, you know, a, a draft lottery? It would oh, be nuts, be bonker. Or do you do it before the wild card game? Because ABC, oh. ESPN has the one wild card game. It's always Houston. <laughs> so, <laughs> they always get so- Houston,
1: Cincinnati. Yep. Here we go. <laughs>
0: Whoever's playing the Texans, ESPN, you get your cameras there because that's what we're giving you. Um But that might be a little bit early, right?
1: Yeah, it feels that way. I mean, they push
0: this. Maybe you do it before the Pro Bowl. Add a oh, little bit of there juice you there. Go. Yeah, now you're talking. That. Now you're on to something, Trent. And we get, mm-hmm.
1: instead of the two-week buildup for the Super Bowls, more of a week buildup yes. to the lottery. Nail, meat, that.
0: head. Yeah, perfect. That's that's where you put it.
1: So why wouldn't the NFL do that? Well, I, I don't mean, know. Because tanking has been... We've already heard people talking about Miami tanking. Yeah, tank for,
0: for Right. I mean, so... I don't think they I, I th- tanking happens in the NBA. I don't believe it does in the NFL. I it's, really don't. It's too physical to right, do that. Right. Right. You can't. And too many guys on the on the field at one time. Right. I mean, it's just. I don't see that.
1: No, I don't either.
0: And I, the contracts aren't guaranteed, yes. so if you go out and you suck, mm-hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna get jettisoned. Where in the NBA, it eh, doesn't matter. I mean, the NBA, you're playing your bottom
1: guys and bringing guys up from the G League, and some teams have played without a point guard for a while. Be I mean, basically playing without a quarterback. Yeah, we're just gonna run the wildcat here in mm-hmm. this game and get beat fifty six to three. And away we go. Uh, so, because of the physicality, I, I don't think you
0: can do that. But if the NFL wants, the, if, if, I don't think they need one more event that would just the Pro Bowl. That's a perfect spot to put it. Well done, TC. Thank you. Yes, well done. That's where I would put it if indeed they ever go that road. But anyways, we'll. They're. I don't think they're entertaining it. Uh, whether they do or not. Uh, eh. You know what? And if they do and if a pro ball I'm giving you full credit. Not right. I have not seen that anywhere. Well,
1: you know, uh, we do we are listened to at the NFL offices in New York of course every we day. Are. They they're streaming us at iHeartRadio. I, I
0: bet they are, why not? Uh the the game last night, the NBA game was just awful. I mean, can you imagine if they had Kevin Durant? They didn't need him. They won't need him for this series. Nope. McCollum was average, Lillard was not good. He hasn't been good the last couple of games. Um And, and, and clearly, Trent, as the, as those two go seemingly, so goes Portland. They don't have a prayer in this thing. They just don't. Uh, the hockey last night was, it was entertaining, but sadly, uh, that series seems as though it's over. The East is going to be represented by, and I'm great. I'm glad in one respect. I'm glad that Boston's finally going to get an opportunity to play for a championship. Yeah. It's been such a long time. Oh, it's been months. Yeah. No, actually not. It's been weeks. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, that wasn't good. The, the Cubs was really entertaining and for a lot of reasons. Kyle Hendricks was, boy, he's been good. And he was so good yesterday. And I'm glad Madden gave him an opportunity to start the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Now, he, it was obviously a very short leash, and he went out and he walked. I think it was his first walk he gave up in the game was to the leadoff hitter in the in the ninth inning. Yeah, he only walked one. And then Madden went out and got him and turned it over to the bullpen. And Ryan came in and got Votto. And then the uh, sidearmer armor C-Sheck came in and closed the game out. But a nice win for the uh, Cubs as they continue to just play. They're the hottest team in baseball, Trent. They're dominating.
1: They are doing every single part of the game the right way. They're hitting, Mm -hmm. playing defense, absolutely playing defense. Almora in center. I mean, he's just been all over the place here last couple Mm -hmm. weeks. His bat is heated up. Bryant's
0: obviously has been incredibly good. Concerned about Rizzo's back? I think a little bit. Have to. It's his back. It's back. It's just maybe Friday is what we're hearing now. Maybe Friday. Maybe Thursday. Maybe Cappy will have more information. Yeah. We'll bring that up with uh, Cappy uh, in about oh, 25 minutes or so. But, yeah, that would be the concern. And, again, it's a back issue with him. But uh, playing defense... Good hitting. Kyle Hendricks went three for four last night. His double in the, when did he, when did he get the double? Was it the second or third? Second inning. inning. Second inning. Yep. Uh, two outs, uh, started with the Descalzo bunt. They, they put the shift on. He took advantage of it. Uh, i that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really good baseball last night and really outstanding performance. Uh, but right now let's do this. Speaking of golf, Matt Rudy, golf digest next as we'll talk, uh, the PGA, the second. Major, uh, is about to, uh, unfold. Tomorrow with Beth play Beth Page Black just outside uh, New York. It's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword Water to 200, 200 right now. That's your chance to win a thousand dollars cash. That's Water to 200, 200 Standard message and data rate supply. Miller and Condon back with Matt Rudy, David Kaplan. Brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. In about twenty minutes, we're on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO.
2: You hey Doug, that's Colin Condon.
0: All right, welcome back. Miller and to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Taking up until noon, David Kaplan from Chicago in about so 15 minutes or so. Uh, but right now, let's head to, uh, let's get our buddy Matt Rudy in here. Golf Digest, soon to be. Uh, Golf TV has acquired Golf Digest. Matt, good to talk to you. Let's start there for a second. You know, normally when I see some of these acquisitions and I and I know somebody that's been a part of this company that's been purchased, you kind of cringe a little, oh, my God, I hope this works out well for. Uh, I think this is going to work out pretty well for you guys at Golf Digest. How are you?
3: Sure, as of today. I'm now a Discovery a Golf TV Discovery, Inc. employee. So it's, <laughs> it's, they announced it on on Monday and said, guess what, it starts on Tuesday. So here I am.
0: Well, I th- I think it's good because they're getting into the game in a big way, right? They've signed Tiger to some kind of endorsement. He's involved. Uh, tell us about it.
3: Well, I th- I think it is a good thing. I, we, we had a, a really good run at Condé Nast, and I enjoyed working for that organization. And it was it was a magazine company through and through. But but um, as a sports title, we were just one of a. Yeah, I think we we're the only one in the building. And and when you're in meetings with people from Vogue and Vanity Fair and New Yorker. It's all very cool, but it's not the same thought process and dynamic as it is in a sports, in a sports magazine and an enthusiast magazine. So now we're going to be with the golf TV folks and with the PGA tour to to some degree and tiger and, and, you know, uh, Francesco Molinari and, and doing uh, magazines and digital stuff for the website and TV stuff and, Um, I think they're ready also to invest a bunch of money in us, which is good, too. So there'll be lots of... uh, We do a lot of cool stuff, but there'll be a chance to do more of it.
1: Good to hear when you're in the golf business to be uh, connected with Tiger Woods. It's a good place to be, I'm sure, for you, Matt Rudy. Let's get into the tournament and the well, the champion from the last major, Tiger Woods, are at the forefront of things. With the rain, we talked about this right before we came on the air. Matt, tell us, this course is going to be long. It plays long. Beth plays black in general is a long course, but with the rain, how much longer is this going to be?
3: Well, I can tell you, I I live 70 miles as the crow flies from Beth you got to take a ferry to get there, but um, we've gotten 21 inches of rain in the last 17 days here. And that mm. course, I think, is 7,600 yards on the card. And I was talking to a couple coaches uh, that, that, were, that have been out here the last couple days, and the effective length, I think, is about 8,000 yards, and, and that's because it's cold, uh, you know, the course is, is soft, so you're not getting any run, and, the, and then also if you miss any fairways, it's you know, it's basically it's like the ball's hitting a brick wall because it's going into deep grass <laughs> and, you're, and you're getting nothing there. So uh, I think it, this is, uh, I, I know we've had this conversation on this show a lot of times, The you know, some of the prescriptions that it takes to win particular majors, where, whereas, you know, the Masters, you can get away with some stuff off the tee, you can... You can shape the ball a little bit. You know, you don't have as much constriction and how you shape shots. This is going to be a place where if you're not hitting it in the fairway, you don't have a chance.
0: Uh, And we've seen, yeah, we've seen the majors played there before, and it's you know it's right around par wins these things, and so so we'll see. So let's let me ask you about Tiger and the fact that he hasn't played since the Masters. He usually always tunes up uh, certainly two weeks prior to a major. Why hasn't he been seen, Matt? And is it a concern?
3: But I don't think it's a concern. I think it's just different body maintenance, uh, given the stuff that he's had go on with his, you know, with his back. Obviously, he's not, you know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Speaking as a fellow mid forties guy myself, I, I just don't think uh, he wants to put as much, you know, pounding and 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 swinging and, and and impact on his body if he doesn't feel like he needs to. And there's certainly a couple of different schools of thought. You could say that there's a necessity of, you know, getting game ready or tournament ready by, by teeing up at an event. And then there's other people that think the solitude of coming to a major site a week early and just, you know, getting some reps in on the golf course is, is important. Personally I think the bigger factor is going to be what exactly happens with the weather. If it if it stays kind of you know high forties, low fifties and damp and then he happens to get some of that weather when he's out there, that's much harder for a guy who's got a you know back thing, than it would be for a limber twenty-five-year-old who can kind of fall out of bed and hit it three hundred and twenty-five yards. That's just the reality of his physical state. Obviously, he proved at the Masters that there's there's plenty of uh, creativity left, and there's you know there's plenty of gamesmanship left, and there's you know p- plenty of uh, course management left. The question just becomes, you know, physically. Can you do the same things when it's 50 degrees and damp that you could when it was you know, 80 and sunny?
1: So the change of the calendar for this year, it starts. We haven't seen how it's going to play out, but there is a lot going on in the sports calendar. You have NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. you got the second leg of the Triple Crown in horse racing. It is a busy weekend. In the end, do you think this is going to turn out to be a good thing for the PGA Championship?
3: Did you really just add the second leg of the triple crown into that? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where that puts me in the in the in the world of golf if I'm concerned about the, the second leg of the triple crown taking away viewership from from a major. But you know, your point is certainly taken you know, with the NBA playoffs. I, I think the there there is a, a viewership factor, obviously, in anything that happens. But almost to a man, the players I've talked to think this is an awesome mm-hmm. change for a variety of reasons. Number one, it. it it sets it up so that there's really one major a month starting in April. And number two, the players love the setups at the PGA. And I think it's it's, it's the, the, the way that tournament is conducted and the way it measures good play uh, is probably second only to the Masters in terms of you know, the respect the players have for that. And I think anything that they think – I think they think that getting more due and the PGA getting more, more attention – is a great thing. This is the first time ever that the top 100 players in the world have all been in the same field in a major. That's wow. a big deal.
0: Yeah, I'll say mm-hmm. oh, that's a really big deal. Well, give us a couple of names, Matt. Is this is this big hitters uh, that's going to be on the top of this thing? I mean, Kepka seems like he's going to be one of the favorites again. Give us a couple of names that you think can uh, uh, can win this thing.
3: I think you need to be a flusher. That's one of my favorite new terms I've been throwing. I haven't heard that for, uh, one. Six months or a year. Flushers are 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 guys within the you know within the scheme of things. Obviously, tour players are all good, but within those guys, when you're walking down the range, there's a few guys when they hit it, it sounds different because they hit it so pure. And flushers are guys like Tommy Fleetwood, you know, guys who are really amazing ball strikers, and that becomes a big deal when it's just a little bit damp and the course is just a little bit plush, and when you need to hit longer irons, those, those are those are guys that have a relative advantage compared to some other players. And obviously, long and straight off the tee is, is a good thing. And, and the thing that people don't quite realize about Best Page, different than a lot of major venues, is the greens are pretty flat. Uh, and, and also, they're going to be pretty soft just because we've gotten so much rain. So if you can contend with the length and the and the rough, it's not like you're going to be having you know big S-shaped 30-footers that are going to break 10 feet. And If you, if you can hit these greens, you don't have to be a virtuoso to, to make a whole bunch of putts. So, I mean, it's boring to keep saying Brooks Koepka and Rory <laughs> McIlroy and guys like that, but they really do have an advantage at a place that's going to play eight thousand yards and, and bombing it straight off the tee is, is you know is a is a premium is, a, is, a, is a, <laughs> it's a premium characteristic.
0: Yeah. So, thirty seconds Matt, before we got we run out of time. Better opportunity a month from now at Pebble Beach for Tiger in all likelihood than this weekend. You feel that way?
3: Well, I mean, he loves pebble. Right. doing Amazing things at that pebble. I think all of these places, in theory, set up. He's got great memories at all these places, in, and and um, you, you don't want to write him off. I think what you want to do, though, is root for some some sun and some warm, warmer weather over the next three days, for sure.
0: Indeed, uh, Matt Rudy Golf Digest. Oh, I got to get the new title, Matt Rudy from. Golf Digest slash Golf TV. There you go. Golf Digest, Golf TV. (laughs) Matt, we'll recap it with you on Monday if your schedule allows. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Yeah, good to talk to you. Matt Rudy. Uh, golf digest slash golf TV. Joining us as we talk majors. By the way, Ben Zobrist, we talked to Cappy. We taped Cappy at 8.35. The reason he is out apparently on this extended leave is just breaking. He, uh, his wife has filed for divorce. Oh, okay. Yeah, after I think 13 years of marriage. Yeesh. Um, and yeah, so that uh, is breaking news. I'm Ben Zobrist. It's not going to come up at, during the Cappy conversation. We taped it two hours ago, but he's next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. The edit. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO welcome back. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 no, Thanks to Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, uh, for opining on the PGA. Beth Page Black, the scene starts tomorrow. Well, let's head to Chicago. He's David Kaplan. He joins us in his normal spot here on a Wednesday. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurionstoneofiowa.com. More about them coming up. Cap, good to talk to you. Trent and Ken. How's things David Kaplan with those
2: first-place Chicago Cubbies? Things are great with the first-place Chicago Cubs. Kyle Hendricks looks phenomenal, and they are playing really good baseball defensively, just making good baseball decisions, and we'll see how this all turns out. But right now, they look to be playing right to form.
0: No question about it. More impressed with Hendricks at the, on the bump or at the plate last night, Cappy?
2: Uh, on the bump, but look. He, yeah, he had three hits. The double was great. Massive playing in, yep. and he hit it over guy's head. He's a great athlete, great golfer, all of it. But he was awesome, awesome on the bump again. So yeah, that's for me number one. Well,
1: uh, some numbers thrown out, and I want to mention the numbers that I came from Christopher Kamka, who uh, works with you at NBC Sports Chicago for Cubs fans. If you're not following him, you're missing out. He puts out great numbers, but. This John Lester and Kyle Hendricks combined this month. 44 and two-thirds innings, one earned run, a 0.20 ERA, three walks, 37 strikeouts. What a performance. And uh, the ace, John Lester, boy, he's still got something left in that left arm.
2: Yeah, John Lester looks sensational. And, you know, look, we're, we're only at May, what, 15th? So you've got yep. a long way to go. A long way to go. But if you were Trying to slot your rotation of how they rank right now, it would be John Lester one for me, Kyle Hendricks two, Cole Hamels three, Jose Quintana four, and you Darvish a distant five.
0: Yeah, who will go tonight? Um, you know, I want to. We'll get to him in a minute, Cap. I want to make sure I don't forget to ask you about Tyler Chatwood, who you know I've you know been somewhat on his bandwagon a little bit. And boy, seemingly Cap, he's at his best. Uh, when, when Madden looks down at the bullpen and realizes this thing might go for a while and comes in in the 11th inning and pitches four, or five, whatever it is, he's at his best, and at the time they really need him to eat some innings when these games continue to go on and on and on. It's been a couple of times now Chatwood has really helped this ball club.
2: He's been great. And I thought on Sunday in the 15-inning win, or maybe it was Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. yep. He, the days run together. He <laughs> was sensational. I mean, he's throwing a fastball at 97. He's got filthy action on the fastball with you know really good late run on it. So it's not just this straight pitch that guys can hit. And then he drops in that hammer, curveball, throws his slider. I mean, he's just been real good. His mechanics are excellent. Tommy he was telling me how they figured out in the offseason watching video, he goes, and it sounds like it would be an easy fix, but it's just not, that he was pointing his upper body, his chest, to the third base dugout. And he said, and then he was late coming through, so it was causing him to miss the strike zone. Mm. He goes, Now you would think, you just watch a video, oh, I got to do that. Try and fix that and still throw 97 and throw and get major league hitters out. It's not that easy. So I've had different guys tell me, that. Kyle Hendricks, we broke down his abilities last year on a video on the post game. And I said to him, Your leg is like a foot higher when you are pitching better. Your back leg is a foot higher in the air. And when your leg's lower, your ball's staying up. He's like, yeah. And you think it's easy for me to, in the middle of my motion, make sure my leg is higher? It just doesn't work that way. It's a feel thing. And that's the way it is.
0: Hmm. We'll get to the draft lottery in a second. You know, just real real quick, Cap, on that Saturday, that 15-inning affair, were you surprised that the Ump's let it go the way that they did? I mean, it was coming down pretty good. I wasn't there, obviously, but it sure looked like that on high def. That Man, you've seen these games where the tarp comes out uh, in cases maybe that weren't quite as bad as what what they were going through on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I wasn't surprised because I think there's been a mandate from MLB that we cannot have as many rain delays and rain outs that we had last year where the schedule was just completely ridiculous and the Cubs are playing 42 games in 43 days at the end. Look, that's not them complaining. That's not them saying that we got dealt a bad deal. But you're not going to be at your best if you're trying to play high-level professional sports 42 out of 43 days and no one else in the game is doing it. So they, I think, are under a mandate from what I've heard. If we can play, we're not putting them out there in a lightning, I get it. But if we can play, we're playing through it. I want to go back,
1: John Lester, his performance, and it goes with Rizzo, who is a little banged up mm. right now. He's got a sore back. He, he joked that he's going to have a personal first baseman now with Chris Bryan over there going forward. Poking a little bit of fun there. But with Rizzo in that back, something that certainly can linger, how concerned are you with the back tightness that he's been experiencing here, here as of late?
2: I'm actually not. I mean, this happens every year with Anthony. So I'm not. If they had put him on the DL and said, yeah, this is going to be a four week injury, yeah, I'd be much more concerned. But, you know, he was at a breast cancer, Susan G. Coleman breast cancer walk on Sunday morning, and it was cold and it was, you know, not comfortable, but he was there doing what he does, trying to help, you know, support people who are battling cancer or family members, that's just the kind of guy Anthony is. He's there with his mom, Lori. If I had seen that, oh boy, he had to cancel that because his back is locked up and he can't walk, yeah, that'd be much more concerning. So I'm not that concerned. He may not play tonight. He may, Maybe he takes off this whole series. But unless I'm hearing that there's a backdated DL stint and that they're shutting him down, I'm not worried, mm.
0: Cap. You mentioned it early in the conversation—the defense that they're playing—and and I think maybe that deserves a little bit more light shed on because they've been terrific. Whether it's Baez, you know, gunning guys uh, runners out trying to get home from third in big spots, or Almora running down balls, even Schwarber—who sure he had that adventure in the wind the other day—I think it was Friday—but uh, he's been more than adequate at his position. This team is playing very good defense right now.
2: Outstanding defense. You had to play by. Daniel Descalso from one knee, couldn't get it out of his glove to get the man at second, and then was able to make the play to first. And you got Bryant with the scoop on that, and that's, you know, a different position for him. And then you had Almora at the wall, and you have Javi making, you know, that play, firing it to the plate to get Jesus Aguilar on Sunday Night Baseball. Those are just big-time plays picking up pitchers, and it's such a shot in the arm for the team.
1: Cap, let's jump over to basketball last night. The NBA draft lottery, hopeful in Chicago that they would get the number one pick of last. Uh, That doesn't happen. Not only that, they drop a little bit. So, 60 losses this season. No Zion coming in. What's this offseason look like for the Bulls?
2: Uh, They stretch Felicio, and by stretching that, uh, I mean, Cristiano Felicio has some money left on his deal, and you can stretch it out over the life of the contract and buy it out. He becomes a free agent, and that allows you to get that immediate salary cap relief. It would give him a little over 26 $27 million in salary cap space. Not enough for a max slot, mm-hmm. but certainly enough to go get a really good veteran shooter, maybe J.J. Redick, somebody like that. Um, there's abilities to go out in the free agent market and get a point guard, or instead of using the number seven pick on another young player and having the youngest team in the NBA, Maybe you trade seven and a player and make a bigger deal to go get somebody of consequence that can play point guard for you. I think there's a lot of things in play here. Look, it's disappointing. I thought it was you know, incredibly cool that the New Orleans ticket office had that great It was awesome. It. Yeah. it was awesome, awesome. And good for them. Who knows? Maybe I heard Zion was not happy and that he was yep. ushered out of there. I had a friend working the event that Zion was. P.O.'d that he's going to New Orleans and wanted to go to New York actually. So who knows? His people could come out and say, "Yeah, much like Eli Manning and Sean Elway, hmm. we're not going. We're not going there. Figure it out, NBA. If you want us, but we can go play in Europe. We can go do what we want. He is not going to play in New Orleans. Interesting."
0: Interesting. You know, Cap, back to the Bulls in the point guard position because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into mock drafts and, um, you know, whether that's a good thing or not, I spend some time on them. And, and right now it looks as though Kobe White who I loved in North Carolina, I did. I thought he got better as the year went on, uh, set an all-time freshman scoring record at North Carolina, where, oh, by the way, they've had some talent. Or that kid from Vanderbilt who played five games in then and got hurt, Garland, two good point cards. I get your point about you maybe you don't want to be young at that position, but there's a chance to grow these two kids, both of them, with immense talent.
2: Yeah, I don't see a scenario where Darius Garland is there at seven. Now, could you trade up? I suppose you could. Um, he's really good, Kobe White. I'm with you. I like a lot. You know, he's skinny. He's got to get stronger. He's got to be better as a perimeter shooter. And you're asking him to run an offense with one year college experience. He's a six five point though, so he gives you size to see over defenders. And again, a chance to grow a young core of players. And if you stretch Felicio, you can bring in veterans. I do not see a scenario where Robin Lopez is back. Mm-hmm. I. Think they're going to be in play on Taj Gibson, which is, you know, would be a, for me a great signing if you get him at the right number because he's a consummate professional. I mean, all the way about being a Chicago Bull, he loved being here, never wanted to be traded. So if you brought him back on a two-year deal and then went and got a shooter, and you had Kobe White, well, you got a team that should contend if healthy for you know six, seven, eight C. Look, like it's not Zion, it's not ideal, but it's certainly better than what we've had.
1: David Kaplan joining us, NBC Sports Chicago. It's Miller and Condon on KXNO. All right, Kappa uh, jumping over to the college game. John Beeline leaves for the NBA. Michigan job is open, and, and there's been a lot of murmurs about him not liking, well, what's happening with the AEU scandal and everything else, trying to do things the right way, and the constant overturn and the roster change that he's been going through, A. Your buddy Izzo's got to be happy the B-line's out of the Big Ten. B, have you heard anything there? And is this becoming more and more prevalent, guys that just are looking to get out of the college game? Maybe not for the NBA. Not everybody can get there, but just looking for a change because of what college basketball has become?
2: Yeah, a lot of my friends do not like the way the college game has trended, that even the lower-level programs in Division One are thinking, are you kidding me? i got to deal with that dirt bag on the street. He's got his hand out. And, look, will Izzo be happy Beeline's gone? I'm sure he will. But what if Billy Donovan walked in? What if Rick Pitino walked in there? And you'd think, oh, boy, be careful what you wish for. And I don't know who Michigan's going to get, but they've got a bottomless pit of money. They can go get the best in the game. Maybe they'll decide we're going to get another type of guy like John Beeline. What if they went and got Loyola's Porter Moser? Maybe that's a great fit for them just depends what end of the pool they want to play in. Hmm. Cap, last thing for you,
0: 30 seconds. Speaking of fit, um, um, rookie minicamps are over in the NFL or ongoing. I've seen two different articles, two different writers, two different publications that have both come out and say, boy, David Montgomery is in a perfect fit. The former Iowa State running back with the Chicago Bears, it couldn't have worked out any better that the Bears got David Montgomery. I'm guessing that most Bears fans feel the same way.
2: They're ecstatic. And I could tell you, a friend of mine, was with Matt Nagy last week, and they're talking. Oh, this is not on the air. This is they were just happened to be in an event together, and, and Matt knows him, so he's kind of confiding, but it wasn't anything that couldn't be repeated. He just said, "Hey, I just hope people know how excited I am that Ryan got the guy I asked him to get." Mm. He said, "Was that draft unfolded? They had liked the kid who's going to the Oakland Raiders from, uh, I think it was the Alabama running back, Josh Jacobs. Yep, they liked him." and they liked David Montgomery. Those were their two guys. And when they saw, oh boy, I think he's not going to be there when we pick, and Ryan said, I'll go get you your guy. They said Matt was so fired up and so excited to have this kid, and the kid wanted to be a Bear. So the opportunity to have a guy like this fit in Matt's offense, I think everything's on an uptick for the Chicago Bears.
0: You're going to love him, Cap. Uh, on the field is one thing. Off the field, he is uh, he's a star in his own right. Great stuff, Cappy. Thank you, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Have a great day, boys. See you, buddy. David Kaplan uh, joining us uh, from Chicago, NBC Sports, Chicago, where he's going to stay. You were going to ask him a question from last week, and I don't remember what it was.
1: It was uh, who's replacing him for the pre and
0: post. I'll foul that away for next
1: week. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put it in there. we got a long summer still ahead of us, so... Yeah, and if, I mean, if the Cubs just keep playing 800 baseball, I mean, it's going to get boring talking about them,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm guessing that's not going to be the case, Trent. But uh, That's sustainable. Shall see.
1: You're going to tell me? I'm not so sure. You it don't is. think they're going to win 128 games?
0: Uh, they get uh, Scherzer this weekend. Um, More
1: Sunday night baseball. Third in a row. That's
0: unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So
1: it's going to shut you down. Game of Thrones? No,
0: I'm into Game of Thrones. You're
1: you're right there. Yeah, so I, this was is the it last eight episode.
0: Clock? It's eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. But uh, with Sunday Night Baseball coming on at six, it's not bad. Right. You yeah. get to the sixth, seventh. Yeah. Depending. Then hit record and go back and mm-hmm. stay off the Twitter machine. Uh, yeah, they see just real quick as they head into Washington. Scherzer on Friday. 120? Uh, um, oh, no, that's It's, it. it's on the it's road. It's in Washington. It's, Sophia si- it's 6 o'clock, okay. uh, first pitch. Then they get uh, Lester versus Strasburg. That's and good. then the Sunday nighter is pretty good, too. Let me find that one real quick. Oh, I Sunday know is. nighter is Hendrix Hendricks Hellickson? Yeah. Wow. Hellickson's... Struggled here as of late. Got off
1: to a really nice start. Can't say
0: that about Kyle Hendricks.
1: No. Two guys going in opposite directions.
0: Yeah, I thought I heard on the broadcast last night that it's going to be Corbin. But maybe not. Maybe it is Hellickson. Anyways, we shall see. All right, uh, we've got to tell you about Centurion Stone of Iowa. Thank you to them for making it possible for us to have Cappy on each and every week. And whether you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to update your exterior or interior project of any size, Centurion Stone offers a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your absolute every need uh, that has the look and feel of natural stone and is available in over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, centurionstone.com, or visit their showroom, their Expansive showrooms, huge. Fifty-five uh, twenty-five Northeast Twenty-second Street in Des Moines. Fifty-five twenty-five Northeast Twenty-second Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa. All right, coming up in the eleven o'clock hour, we're going to do more on the draft uh, lottery from last night. We'll take a look at the champion of uh, the series, the AFC, the AFC, <laughs> the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, and then we got a couple of special guests coming in. Yeah, Tavian
1: Banks and Tim Dwight, they're going to be stopping by here right around 11.30. We'll talk about them, good about their football camp coming up here at Roosevelt High School. So it's uh, a Roosevelt month. this year? At Roosevelt, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about their days and what those guys are up to. Tim Dwight, he's all over the place. I mean, he, guy flies to Costa Rica. He works in solar energy. That's what he's doing now, huh? Yeah. Good for him. Absolutely. And he's going to be part of this camp. And when is the camp? In June. It'll be coming up. Yep. So uh, we'll get all the details on that. you got a youngster interested. I've got to know Tavian pretty well here over the last couple of years. Really good guy and a couple fun guys to talk to. And, well, you know what's going to happen. We'll ask Tim a question, and we can probably walk out of the studio. He's got a lot to say. And it'll be fun to get those guys in here in the 11 o'clock hour.
0: Well, that's coming up next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNL.